the result you get from ChatGPT is only as good as the prompt that you give it. Mm-hmm. All right. So, you you know, our, our friend Taylor over at uh, Tailored Media, you know, what she says about ChatGPT is garbage in, garbage out. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you don't feed it a good prompt, you're often not going to get a good outcome. You're listening to The Brands That Book Show, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs who want practical tips and strategies for building engaging brands, crafting high converting websites, and creating reliable lead generation systems for their businesses. I'm your host, Davey Jones, co-founder of two agencies, a brand and website design agency, Davey and Krista, and the digital advertising agency, Till Agency. And I ask questions so you can find answers. Today, we are diving into ChatGPT, how you can use it for your business, and how to get the most out of it. It seems like every day I run across new ways to use this tool. And let me tell you, it has completely transformed my content creation workflow. No, I don't think the tool is replacing anyone anytime soon, but I do think it can be super helpful for marketing your business. And ChatGPT isn't the only AI on the block anymore, albeit most of the tools out there, or at least a lot of the AI tools out there, are using ChatGPT's API. Anyways, in this episode, I give a quick rundown of the tools that I've tried and what I think of each. Also, I was recently a guest on the Weddings for Real podcast chatting about content strategy and ChatGPT. If content is something you struggle with, you should listen to that episode. I really enjoyed the conversation with Megan over there. I'll make sure that I link to that in the show notes. As always, links and resources can be found in the show notes. Check them out at davyandkrista.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review over at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast. It really does help. Now, on to the episode. All right, early morning podcast recording uh, Mm -hmm. because the kids are out of school for summer. Yes. Hopefully we'll be spending uh, some time at the pool. The weather over, you know, the unofficial start of summer, Memorial Day weekend, was not great. I know. It was really cold and rainy. And we had planned to spend the whole weekend at the pool. And instead we made pillow forts with the boys inside. (laughs) Which was a lot of fun. And there is something nice about a rainy day. You Mm -hmm. know, we did some, you know, I smoked a brisket Mm -hmm. on... I forget what day, you know. Saturday. Yeah, someday uh, this past weekend. So, you know, that was a lot of fun. There's something I like about a rainy day. But now that it's it should be warm out today, hopefully we'll start spending some time at the pool. Yes, hopefully yeah. it's the real start of summer today. Well, I know you don't like recording podcast episodes early in the morning. I do appreciate you doing that. I do wish that all this lighting that we have in uh, installed in our house, Goodness. that we would actually use it. I don't know why they have to be dimmed to the lowest setting. Okay, so one, you make it sound like I don't get up early in the morning. We get up at the same time. I would just rather do like focused, quiet work in the morning. Two, I know that I'm not alone in my sentiment of dislike of fake lighting and the weird orange tint that they cast. I just prefer real sunlight. So I know, I know. But when the house was being built, I just don't understand why we put so much lighting in it to not use it. Other people like it. So maybe if we ever... (laughs) Anyways, anyways, not what we're chatting about this morning. This morning, we're we're chatting about ChatGPT. So we've talked a little bit about ChatGPT on the podcast already. AI tool, for those of you who 
haven't heard about it, mm-hmm. although my guess is that a lot of you have heard about it. Uh, and if you haven't heard about it, you should go and check it out uh, and just be aware of what it's about. And that's what we're talking about a little bit today. We're talking about how ChatGPT can be used in your business. Mm-hmm. We're talking about ways to get the most out of ChatGPT, some other AI tools out there. We're talking about ChatGPT and SEO. And lately, I've been uh, on a few other podcasts one of those podcasts is actually going to have been released last week, mm-hmm. uh, at least when, by the time this episode airs, and where I got to talk about content strategy. And it was on the Weddings for Real podcast with Megan Gilkin over at the Planner's Vault. And really excited about that conversation. We got to talk about content strategy, but we also talked about uh, ChatGPT in the context of that conversation. So go over and check out that conversation. Mm -hmm. I'll make sure that I link to it in the show notes. But sort of continuing that conversation about ChatGPT over here. And I think there are a lot of questions uh, around it and, you know, people who've had sort of mixed experiences with it. So hopefully today we can talk about some concrete ways that it can be used in business and how how just to get the most out of it. Yeah, I feel like the first time I opened it up, I was really confused about what I was supposed to type in and how to get it to actually spit out anything helpful. So what are some ways that ChatGPT can actually be helpful? Yeah, so the way, and I mentioned this on Megan's podcast as well, but I think the how I've gotten the most use out of it and the most value out of it is help with content creation, all right? Specifically around uh, researching content ideas, coming up with blog post outlines so that it's easier for me to write blog posts, all right? So if you are a content creator, I think ChatGPT can be immensely helpful. It's going, you know, what I find, especially when I'm doing research, is that it comes up with questions about that content that maybe I wouldn't have thought about otherwise. Mm So it's really helped me in, you know, outlining blog posts and I think just coming up with, you know, more thorough content, more in-depth content. Okay. And you can just ask it to outline a blog post about a specific topic? Yeah, yeah. And in a minute here, we'll actually get to, you know, how I formulate my prompts to get the most out of ChatGPT. But yeah, you know, it will spit out a great, uh, a great outline for me and, yeah, so that's probably how I get the, the most out of it. Other people have used it in a few uh, creative ways, though. So one person I saw, they they gave their team members a survey, uh, and instead of going through all that data and trying to pull out stuff on their own, they dumped all that data mm-hmm. into ChatGPT and had uh, ChatGPT formulate, you know, the three biggest takeaways from that survey, you know? And it's just another way to sort through, you know, large, I don't know, Uh, data dumps, Uh right? You know, other ways that you can use it, keyword research. I found that that it's really helpful as well. I think that this needs to be verified against a keyword research tool. But if you want, if you're looking for keyword ideas, ChatGPT can help you come up with a list of keywords and grouping those uh, keywords together in clusters, you know, just way more efficiently than, you know, maybe I would be able to individually in the past. Okay. So- so what about having it actually write content for you? Is I've heard that AI-generated content is not great for SEO. Is there any truth to that? Yeah, that's a really good question. One one other thing I want to mention, though, in terms of how ChatGPT can help, sorry, that's such a mouthful, uh-huh. is, you know, when you're coming up with a blog post, so let's say you're a, a wedding professional, for instance, 
I know in the past you've recorded a YouTube video on how we used to blog weddings. And basically what you would do, and jump in if, if I get this wrong, but you would take the wedding questionnaire that we gave our clients and you'd use that for the mm-hmm. blog post. And I always thought that was sort of ingenious because, you know, you don't like writing. Right. And so it allowed you to do less writing because you're basically taking this this wedding questionnaire where you would ask them things like. Like about meaningful details for their wedding. In their initial questionnaire that I sent them when they inquired, I asked them to tell me their story. So like how they met. Yeah. And so you would take all that information and then you would incorporate it into the blog post. And so you didn't, you felt like you didn't have to come up with all of that from scratch. Or remember all of the details of how they met. Yeah, exactly. Because after shooting a lot of weddings, it, they all get jumbled together. Yeah, and so you could take that information if you were still, you know, photographing weddings today. Right. You could take that information and you could dump it into ChatGPT and have it create a blog post for you. And what you could do is you could even give ChatGPT a sample blog post, all right? So, th- you know, a blog post that you've written that you feel like is good and represents your style. And have uh-huh. it write a blog post in that style. So there are just, I think, endless ways that you can use ChatGPT. I guess one thing, just as a quick disclaimer, is you know just be careful of the data you put in ChatGPT. Uh, it's not you know super right. protected. You know it's learning off of your data, so you want to be uh, aware of mm-hmm. that. But just a lot of different ways that you can use ChatGPT for your business. And then is that blog post that it writes going back to the SEO question? Is it going to be okay for SEO? Yeah, this is a really good question. And this is, I think, a question that's been talked a lot about in the last few weeks, especially. I am not at the point where, you know, regardless of the prompt that I put in ChatGPT, I haven't got to a point where I feel like I could take a blog post written totally by ChatGPT and just paste it into the blog and it'd be good to go. ChatGPT has, I I think, uh, sped up our content uh, creation process in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. It's been great for generating ideas. It's been great for maybe maybe I'm struggling summarizing something, you know, and asking ChatGPT to summarize it. And then, you know, that really just getting me past that roadblock or whatever. Right. But one thing that Google really, really emphasized in their in their most recent keynote around the changes that were coming to search, all right, and how they're going to be incorporating AI into search is how much experience matters. I think one thing that they emphasize a lot is that people trust people, right? right. And this is a sentiment that we we shared, you know, during the first episode that we recorded when we started talking about ChatGPT, uh-huh. is that people are always going to trust people, right? right. You know, I, th- I think one of the examples that I've used in the past is I really like backpacks. And so, you know, the most recent backpack that I bought, for instance, like, what did I do? Well, I went to a YouTube video uh, where a actual person reviews backpacks and I watched that review, right? right? And so experience really, really, really matters. And I think Google does its best and other search engines as well to evaluate how much firsthand experience somebody has with a product or a service and then ranks that content accordingly. Okay. So I think that you can use ChatGPT to cut down on a lot of the legwork. You could even use ChatGPT to maybe come up with sort of a rough, draft of the blog post. But at the end of the day, you're going to want to go back and edit it with a human hand. Right. right? And you're going to want to make sure to emphasize your experience with whatever it is that you're talking about. Like we just had a copywriter help us with some copywriting for an email sequence. And she put in some personal details that a generated content never could have 
um, like she put in a story of you buying too many animals and always bringing home new animals for us. And the even like the best chat GPT prompt could never have known that detail to put it in. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I mean, it's so interesting, just the conversation about how chat GPT is going to change sort of the creative landscape. You know, I know that there's been a lot of anxiety around uh, chat GPT as well. But you know, the thing that I keep telling people is like, who are the best you know, who gets the the best results out of ChatGPT for copywriting projects? Copywriters. Copywriters. Exactly. You know, it's, and it's why. Well, because, you know, they're giving it the best prompt, all right, because they know exactly what they need out of copy. They're evaluating that copy, you know, with, with copywriter eyes, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's it's like, I'm just thinking about my experience at Till Agency where, you know, we have a, a creative team you know, who, who gets the best work out of, out of ChatGPT, you know, it's often the creatives, right? Right. So this isn't like, I think somebody that has very little copywriting experience, for instance, and I keep on using copywriting as an example, because that's just the way that I typically use ChatGPT. I think somebody with very little mm -hmm. copywriting experience, you know, they're going to, they're going to chat, chat GPT might make things a little easier for them, but you know, I still think that the people who are going to get the best results from for a copywriting project are the people who specialize in that. Okay. Yeah. I've played around with it a bit. I used it to generate some demo copy for a, a fun website project that I was working on. And I feel like the results that I get have been kind of mixed. So what are some of these prompts that you put in to get the most out of chat GPT? Yeah, this I think is I think this is kind of the most important information around ChatGPT because the the result you get from ChatGPT is only as good as the prompt that you give it. All right. Okay. So you you know our our friend Taylor over at uh, Tailored Media, you know what she says about ChatGPT is garbage in, garbage out. Right. You know. So if you don't right. feed it a good prompt, you're often not going to get a good outcome. Mm -hmm. So here are a few things to remember when it comes to uh, using ChatGPT. Here are sort of uh, three principles, you know, to kind of get the best result. First, what I was just saying, AI becomes more useful the better the prompt. So for instance, if I use the prompt, build a blog post outline about wedding first looks. Uh, and I talked a, a little bit about this on Megan's podcast as well. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to get a traditional outline with Roman numerals one, two, three, and so on. So that's helpful. You know, it still gives me an outline, but, you know, I can improve that prompt by saying something like, build a blog post about the topic wedding first looks, write it as a marketing specialist and professional editor using H2s, threes, and bullet points. Make sure the article answers common questions about wedding first looks. Mm -hmm. And so in that example, like in that prompt, I'm doing a few things now. I'm giving the tool a role, all right? I'm saying you are a blank, act like a blank, Right. Right. I am providing an action for it, all right? I'm very clearly saying write, or I'm sorry, build a blog post. I could also say outline a blog post. Mm -hmm. And then I'm providing an outcome in a format, all right? Like I want my my outline to be formatted in a specific way. Like I want it to be structured like a blog post mm -hmm. would, you know, with H2s and H3s. And that way I know, okay, right. you know, my blog post is one step further down the road than it would be if I just got you know, more of a traditional outline with Roman numerals. Right. Does that make sense? It does. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So second, the more input you can provide, the better. All right. So this is especially helpful if you're trying to 
make sure that uh, what ChatGPT is providing you matches your voice, right? Or your brand's voice. So, you know, I, I've already alluded to an example, but basically what you can do, and if, you know, let's say uh, we were continuing that blog post on wedding, wedding first looks right. that I just uh, had ChatGPT outline in that prompt. Right. You know, maybe I want it to write part of that blog post. What I could do is take uh, a writing sample from my my blog that I think is pretty representative of me mm -hmm. and say, you know, write the introduction to this blog post that you outlined in this style. Mm -hmm. And then I could paste in, you know, that blog post that I want it to use as a sample. And what it should spit out is, you know, the introduction of that blog post that uh, that was just outlined mm -hmm. in the style of whatever input text I just put there. And so you can see how that would be powerful. Yeah. Right. And do you feel like it does a pretty accurate job writing in the style? I honestly, I think it's a little bit hit or miss. Okay. You know, I think that, again, the more data you can provide it, the more sample uh, input you can provide it, the better. And so if it doesn't nail it, then finding another writing sample and asking it to rewrite uh, that introduction, I think helps. Right. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. So third... Continuing the conversation, I think the neat thing about ChatGPT, unlike, you know, just your traditional Google search, is that like if I'm researching on Google, right, I might type in a search that I think will get me the result I need. And then maybe it doesn't quite get me the result I need. So I have to go back and I have to restart and, you know, research, right? right. Whereas ChatGPT, it's more of like a conversation. So, you know, if I don't get quite what I'm looking for, I can say, hey, redo that outline, but instead of focusing on th these points, focus on those points, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, what it will do is it knows that I'm referring back to this outline right? and it will give me a new outline. I don't have to then retype in the original prompt and have it and, and make the adjustments there. I think that was one of the things that was a learning curve for me, getting used to like it remembering what you asked it before. Are there a certain number of prompts that people get for free? I think that it's limited, right? I think I've maybe run out of prompts or is it not limited anymore? Yeah, so it depends. There is a uh, free version of ChatGPT and there's a premium version of ChatGPT. So it doesn't have doesn't have as much uh, to do with the number of prompts as as it does the output, right? So oh, okay. basically your usage of it will be, you know, capped and I, it, that amount changes if you are just on the free version. Okay. So that's good to know. The the premium version, I think right now at least, costs about twenty dollars a month. I think that's right. Yeah. 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 All right. So when using ChatGPT, make sure that you give it smaller, like break up larger tasks into smaller tasks. Typically the output is going to be better. Okay. Okay. All right. So yeah, those are kind of the three things that I would remember um, when formulating a ChatGPT prompt. Uh, or prompting it to, you know, take a specific action. Are there any things that you shouldn't use ChatGPT for? Or do you have any warnings for people? Yeah, for I mean, for sure. Like I said, just be careful about the data that you put in there, right? Uh -huh. You know, like you shouldn't be putting sensitive data into ChatGPT, right? Yeah, so you just kind of want to be aware of that. I mean, you want to be aware of, you know, putting sensitive data anywhere, but definitely ChatGPT. There have been some humorous and tragic uh, stories about people putting sensitive data into ChatGPT. So, you know, avoid doing that. The second thing I would say is to make sure that you fact checked, like don't trust what ChatGPT has to say about a given subject. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, for a blog post, for instance, 
it's really helpful when it comes to outlining, but if I were to actually ask it to tackle a given subject for me, oftentimes I'm gonna, I'm gonna find a, a few mistakes in there. And not only that, you know, it's really hard mm-hmm. for chat GPT to, you know, capture your experience. So uh, I would make sure that you fact check. The other thing, if you use anything from chat GPT, like straight out of the box, all right? Mm-hmm. I would highly, highly, highly recommend running it through a plagiarism checker. Can you put some examples of those in your blog post or show notes? Yeah, we'll try to put a few examples in the show notes. There's a number of those out there. If you Google plagiarism, you know, checker. plagiarism checker or AI plagiarism checker or something like that, the, a number of results will will show up. But definitely run it through a plagiarism checker because you never know really where ChatGPT is getting its information. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that at least my understanding is that it's come a long way since, you know, kind of version one of it, or at least version one. I I think version one for me was like 3.5. I think that's when I started using it. But regardless, like I would not just say, hey, write me this blog post and then pass that blog post off as my own or, Mm -hmm. you know, pass it on to a client uh, without telling them. So keep that in mind. Um, run it through a plagiarism checker. And then lastly, I would disclose when appropriate that you've used uh, ChatGPT or another AI tool in your work. All right. Would this be like in a blog post or what would you consider appropriate? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't I don't know if I want to get into like a, the, you know, specific examples of, of when I think it's appropriate to disclose mm-hmm. uh, when you're using ChatGPT. You know, I do view it as a tool like you would use you know, in any work, you know, just like you use Sketch when designing websites, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like you disclose that you use Sketch. With that said, you know, Sketch isn't generating the website for you. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So there is a bit of a difference there. I think that it probably, I think most of the situations that come to mind probably have to do with delivering work to a client. You know, like if Mm -hmm. a cop, if I was working with a copywriter and that copywriter was only giving me chat GPT generated blog posts or sales pages or whatever, you know, I would want to know that. Right. Right. I don't know if I would care quite as much if, you know, they took all the steps that I was just talking about, like going back and, you know, giving it a heavy revision, a heavy human revision, running it through a plagiarism checker, you know, those sorts of things. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know if I would care as much, but certainly if they were relying on it in any, you know, substantive way you know so right anyways and since chat gpt has gotten popular i feel like there are a million ai tools out there have you tried any of the other ones and how do they compare to chat gpt so for this is just a fun photoshop thing they can now i saw a video the other day where you can take like an image of photoshop like i could take a picture of you standing in a field and like circle a spot and like tell photoshop to put a cow in and it actually like matches all of the colors and tones. I could say like put a dinosaur chasing That's in here. Amazing. It's pretty crazy like how far it's come. So have you tried any other tools? Yeah, that's a great question. So I actually, I haven't tried as many visual tools yet, but that's wild, you know, that, I, know, I mean, I, I guess it makes total sense. Think about it. I was going to take, our son Jack loves dinosaurs. I was going to take a picture of Jack like in our yard and then have a dinosaur chase, like tell him, tell it to put a dinosaur in. I feel like he's just going to love it. Yeah, he's going to go wild mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, that's funny. So I haven't used as many visual tools. There are visual tools out there. You know, uh, ChatGPT or OpenAI, uh, the same company behind uh, ChatGPT has a 
like a visual tool as well. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but it's spelled D-A-L-L-E. So I've been pronouncing it Dolly, but uh, I don't know if that's right. It kind of sounds like it would be Dolly, you know, like Salvador Dolly, you know, the artist. (laughs) You're like, uh, yeah, you know, that famous artist. (laughs) You can tell which one of us went to art school. Um, But I have tried a lot of other uh, AI tools. So the ones that I've tried, uh, I've tried Bard, uh, Google's version uh, of ChatGPT. It works a lot like mm-hmm. ChatGPT. Honestly, I haven't found it quite as helpful. You know, if I was a betting man, I'd put my money on Google's Bard though, just because I think the data set that it has access to to train on is is far greater than ChatGPT's. So keep an eye on mm-hmm. that. I log in there every once in a while. And is it also free? Yeah, so Bard right now is free and there is no premium version, at least at the time of recording this episode. My bet is that, or my guess is that uh-huh. there will be one day a premium version. There is a wait list. So I think you have to join the wait list and then they send you an invite, you know, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. So other ones include uh-huh. uh, Jasper AI. Jasper AI is probably the one with the most name recognition. All right. This is one of the kind of the original AI tools. This is popular even before chat GPT got popular. Basically, you know, they like in their marketing, they'll say, you know, you can write a blog post in, you know, I think I watched a YouTube video and it was like, write a blog post in 12 minutes, you know, or something like that. Right. Right. I do think it's an interesting tool. You know, I've signed up for it twice uh, to see, you know, how it works once, like kind of probably back closer to when it, when it launched. And then uh, again, recently, and I just haven't, I haven't figured out how it's, that much better than something like ChatGPT. And how much does it cost a month? Yeah, that's the other thing is that it's relatively expensive. You know, I want to say like the cheapest plan is going to be somewhere around $50 a month. And there's no free version? I don't think there's a free version. But again, I feel like pricing on these things changes so often. So if you're interested, uh, definitely check it out. I know that a lot of people find the tool really helpful. It does have, you know, a visual kind of AI built into it. You know, it does have... There are a number of features that I haven't really even dug into yet, you know, so I don't want to just like write right. it off, especially because there are a lot of people out there who've, who found it helpful, um, but I just haven't, you know, I haven't found uh, a use for it that, oh, you know, oh, I have to use this tool uh, and it really justifies the cost when I, when a lot of the same th- things I can do, I can do with ChatGPT. You know, right. another one, uh, Surfer SEO. This is actually one of my favorite SEO tools. And I think AI aside that this is a really helpful tool for SEO. I think it is one of the more affordable SEO tools. At least it was till recently. They also went through a pricing change. I don't know what their new prices look like. I'll, I can't remember off the top of my head, uh-huh. but I do think this is one of my, one of my favorite uh, SEO tools. They launched an AI, you know, writer, like a, a tool similar to Jasper and, and some of the, these other ones that I'm talking about. I, I went, I logged in to check it out. They uh-huh. work on a credit system, which I think is kind of annoying. You know, like I'd rather just pay and get access and not work on credits. So I haven't really played around with their right. AI writing tool. Uh, and I probably won't because again, that gets expensive. And, you know, I, I, have, I have access to ChatGPT. Right. So Surfer SEO, definitely worth checking out from an SEO perspective. I don't know if they're AI, you know, writing content tool. I don't know about it. Um, Same thing with Rank Math. Rank Math, another one of our favorite SEO tools. It's the SEO plugin that we use on all of our sites now. And we use it for optimizing our blog posts, but they have a content writing 
Yeah. Portion now too. They do. They have like an AI tool built in, but again, it uh-huh. works on credits. So again, I haven't really been using it. Right. Yeah. So a uh, great SEO tool. I don't know about the AI stuff. Reword. This one was really interesting. Uh, and I might give this one another shot. The way this one trains itself, not only on, I don't know, however it trains, but it will train itself on your Google Search Console data. All right, so the idea is that it trains itself on like your blog post, your Google Search Console data, and then it will suggest topics accordingly. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, so I, I thought there was a lot of potential here. Yeah, you know, uh, again, just kind of going back to, I guess, my same criticism of Jasper, it was kind of like, well, you know, I, like I, I guess I don't really struggle with the ideas, right? Like I, I, I have a system for coming up with ideas. Mm-hmm. So is it worth paying for yet another tool when I can get ninety percent right. of the same functionality out of ChatGPT? Right. You know, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think that's it. I think uh, you know uh, what's interesting. You know, I know AI feels new for a lot of people, and in in how we're using it, it definitely is. But AI has been around for a long time now, you know, and is built into all sorts of tools that we all use probably on a daily basis. Like probably Google, know. right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> and there's so probably so many things to use every day. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, we hope you found this, uh, this uh, episode helpful. If you have more questions about AI, we'd love to hear those questions, all right? Listener questions always make for the best episodes, I think, mm-hmm. all right? So uh, instead of us sitting here thinking like, oh, what kinds of questions do we think people are asking about this topic? Right. We'd love just to know your questions. I love testing things out. You know, I can't help but test out tools and uh, different strategies that I come across. So I'm happy to be your guinea pig. All right. So if you're listening to this, you're like, oh, I wonder how this works. All right. Send us a question. All right. Send us that question. And there's a good chance that we'll record a a podcast episode or write a blog post Mm -hmm. or, you know, we'll, we'll answer it on social media. All right. But we love hearing from listeners. So let us know. Thanks for tuning in to the Brands That Book Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, and sharing this episode with others. For show notes and other resources, head on over to DavianKrista.com.